It's the World Outline Podcast, episode number four. I'm Adam Curry. I'm the user. My co-host is the developer. He's Dave Weiner. hey <laughs> What was that? hey <laughs> Oh, my God. Who used to say that? That, that was, no, that wasn't that Ed from uh, the Johnny Carson show. Oh, that's, oh, hey he, died. he died, you know. What's that? He died. Yeah, I know. He's gone, man. Yeah. <laughs> from From the mold in his house, I think. Really? I thought he, like, had his neck broken or something. He had a, his last few years were not pleasant. Really, really weird. Yeah. He, he went broke, right? Yeah, it was not a, it was sad, very sad. Why didn't they let things like that happen? I mean, it's, a, oh, it's Hollywood, man. <laughs> well, I guess it's also life, and, you know, yeah. at least they let some things run their natural course. But, but, he, but he got up there, he got up, I think he was 80, so... Yeah, that's not seeming so far up there anymore. No, but it's, it's better than 66. Who died at 66? Uh, our monkey friend. Oh, right. That's right. Yeah, so that that would bum me out. Yeah, it's kind of amazing, you know, speaking of people who are still alive, it's kind of amazing Rush Limbaugh is still out there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm following we this. We weren't talking about people who were still alive. No, actually. but I'm, I'm, I'm thinking like, oh, man, I, here I am. I have my big mouth. I'm like, ah, this, this, this boycott ain't going to make any difference. It's, he's not off the air, so it hasn't yet. Did you say that? Did you actually yeah, say Yeah, you and I talked about it on the last show. But you said it won't make a difference. I said it, well, it won't get him kicked off the air. Oh, I don't know if it will get him kicked off the air, but it's certainly... Uh, the thing, you know, that matters to him, right? Yeah, well, I don't listen to him, so it doesn't matter to me. I started just listening to him um, just, you know, at the beginning of his show today to hear what he would say. Mm. And, uh, yeah, he's he's a piece of work, I'll say, you know. I mean, usually I, I, I listen to him, you know, I did a lot of cross-country drives. Yeah, and, uh, he's one of the few things you can get. Right, and so you're kind of stuck with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's, and, and he's... I mean, sloppy, but today he was not sloppy. Today he was really on. He, he really thought this through. Well, he, he is an absolute broadcast professional. Yeah, you could, yeah, that was what I heard today. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So he'll, he'll figure his way out. He'll figure his way out. But the whole thing is just like uh, a distraction to me. I find it a totally. distraction. I mean, you know, I actually um, did the, I listened to her testimony, Sandra, whatever her last Yeah, I, 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 you know, it's on C-SPAN, so I always watch that stuff. I yeah, saw it. I saw it. It's really straightforward, and she's really good. I mean, yeah. you know, I wish I wish people would put one tenth the energy they put into paying attention to him into actually listening to what she was saying. Yeah, and that's that. That's the the real thing is that these are ways to get people not to listen. The people you want them to. Well, the most important thing is to distract uh, all attention from the Republican uh, primary. That's really what this is all about. Oh, interesting. Who wants to do that? The Democrats. Oh, I see. Yeah, this started when Stephanopoulos brought this whole topic up in in one of the so-called debates. I've heard people say that. Yeah, yeah, and it was it was so out of left field. And Stephanopoulos, of course, even the Catholic Church never it never occurred to them that this was a problem. It, all until, of a sudden, all of a sudden, it's a problem. And Stephanopoulos brings it up. Of course, he's a he's an agent for the right. But know. what about the whole business with Iran? Is that coming from the Democrats too? Uh, I mean, that well, seems to be coming from the Republicans. 
Uh, yeah, except the, the Democrats are the ones that are actually screaming. I mean, Hillary Clinton is doing the work. You know, she's really right. doing the work. I mean, my point. OK, yeah. The whole thing is ridiculous. It's all it's all ridiculous. Okay. It's just well, like on that. <laughs> what else is ridiculous that I went and dug up URL shorteners. No, what you, you did. You did this almost like two hours after we ended the last I podcast. Well, I did it right away. It's yeah. like I said, you know, this sounds, I started writing it. And what happened was um, I was going to do it the way we had talked about it. Yeah. And um, but I decided that I really wanted to do it the, uh, you know, with the domain names approach. Well, why, why don't we call it what it is, which is what I when you blogged your first results, I'm like, ah, Blorkmark, of course, that's what that's what I saw. Well, they are Blorkmarks, right? It's a whole it's part of the whole idea that, um, you know, it, it's another experiment, basically, to mm-hmm. see where we can go with this. You know, a lot of people ask, um, you know, when they started seeing them, what's nice about this is that unlike the other, although Blorkmarks now can be more visible because... Uh, you know, we have the scaling issues sort of dealt with, and you can now point into the world outline into Twitter, so you can actually start putting some of the other kinds of blurb marks out there. But um, what's nice is that people can see this, and they ask questions about it, and you know, um, and they did the math, and they figured out, well, you're not actually saving any characters. Right, but, but let's talk about the, the big, because I think I see the bigger advantage to the idea of blork marking, which is using a subdomain uh, yeah. uh, versus a slash something short couple of character URL. What is the, because this is the thing that people don't understand, well, you have more options, and you can use the distributed nature of the internet. Right, and, and what that last part means, I don't, I don't, I haven't figured it out, but it's possible to do that, and um, it also gives us a way to begin a discussion about extending DNS and saying yes. let's let's have a look and see. You know, we we collectively stopped working on this years ago. Yeah, and why? Because, you know, it had a lot of potential that was not explored. And um, and I've checked this out. I have a very good friend of mine uh, is a, um, a world-class expert in DNS. He's one of the guys who, um, you know, when things break, he's one of the guys that gets together and, and they fix it. You know, they have mm-hmm. security issues. It was a big security issue in DNS. Yes. And they come up from time to time. And so, I, you know, I've... Been talking with him. Yeah, on, it's like like DHS is uh, is grabbing DNS. That would be the security issue I think of. Like, okay. hey, stop stealing oh, it. Well, there ain't nothing we can do about that one. No, no. <laughs> my, my buddy is powerful, but he's not that powerful. No, I know. Wow. And um, yeah, uh, but I asked. You know, there's a missing thing in DNS, and that's the ability to do aliases for URLs. Right. And that's because URLs came after DNS. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the same old thing. It's that, you know, there's layers and layers and layers. And, um, and there, was no, I, there was no way to do that when DNS was new because the web didn't exist. And um, so this idea of URLs, you know, uh, were primitive. I mean, there were things like URLs, but they, they didn't have the richness of what we have today. And it, it really would be kind of interesting to be able to use DNS 
And then you could do URL shortening with like almost no servers. <laughs> well, exactly. And that's what I see is like when, and you know, maybe there's eventually, you know, some way to shoehorn it into, you know, there is a text field and there's other things in DNS. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yes. There's no, there's a whole architecture there. I mean, yeah. you know, namespace that could be explored. And then basically you just have to have a record and, and there's no servers involved at all. Right. Well, I think we should stop at this point because mm-hmm. neither you or I really even like we barely know the language of this. Right. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> but, you know, we can raise the question and have people who really know what they're doing. Have a look at it. Cool. You know, I, yeah. I can't talk about this without sounding like an idiot. You know, I'm, I'm used to sounding like an idiot. So for me, it's natural. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we, but we, we feel there's potential. We can leave it at that. Right, and you can point at it and get people thinking. And it's already had that effect. And it's, it's, it's been good. Um, <coughs> now, <clears throat> you know, and it took almost no time to do it. That was the thing I loved about it. It was just like boom, 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 boom. You know, this. And I had, you know, code, working code. You know, in every area, I, you know, the last few years have been pretty productive. And, you know, I have a bare bones responder, you know, something that's really very, very, does almost nothing. And so that's one of the reasons why this has been, you know, this is easy because it can handle all traffic. It's no problem, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I had all these pieces and I could just copy what I had done in other places. And it came together. But the place where I hit the big, brick wall was when I integrated into radio two and not even the first time I did it, I just hacked it in for me, you know? Right. So I had a little bit of code in a couple of places that said, if username equals Dave, then do this shit, you know, and I didn't touch anything else. And so I was kind of why it was a good time to talk, uh, for a couple of things. Um, I want to, explain what the software is, right? There's a new piece of software coming, mm-hmm. and it's called urlshortener.root. Yeah, I've been following the work note. Okay, all right. But let's get it into the podcast, too. Yeah. Yeah, right. So, um, and urlshortener.root is something that you install. You would put it on this sort of server that you uh, put radio really simple.root um, or, you know, feedhose.root, or it's a, it's a plumbing thing, right? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't use a lot of resources, but it gets a lot of hits, you know, because every hit that comes into a shortened URL is going to come into the server. So the server does those two things. It creates a shortened URL. So it has a, you know, an API basically that does, you know, takes a shortened URL and uh, takes a long URL, returns you a short one, and um, then it resolves the short, shortened URLs and redirects the long URL. And along the way, it counts, right? Right. Okay, so we get the numbers. And that's what I wanted. Um, and that's the third thing it does is it has a, a, a call, an API call that says, give me all the counts. Mm-hmm. You know? And it doesn't, of course, give you all the counts. It gives you the last hundred. And... Um, and so the idea is that you hook Radio 2 up to this thing. In other words, it's like, uh, you know, Radio, uh, like, you know, the, the system website on the OPML editor has a bunch of these sorts of 
know, give me the name of a server that does this service for me. So there was this slide, for example, for the identity server. And um, I forget what they all are, but there's a new one now, which is give me your URL shortener server. And <clears throat> you can still use Bitly. Obviously, you can't use Agix anymore. Uh, doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, it's a not, not, not working. Small problem there. Yeah. And so I took all that out. I took all the UI out for Agix. I didn't take the code out. It's still in there. But the UI is out. And, um, and I, you know, it's hard to explain, but it got to be way, that's where it got complicated, right? Because you're dealing with something that, you know, we added a bunch of layers in there. And um, and then hooking things into those layers uncovers bugs and <laughs> cobwebs. Yeah, it's been lurking in there for a long time. And do I want to fix all that shit? And the answer is absolutely not. I don't want to deal with it. I've got so many other irons in the fire. I want to get back into finishing off the world outline. This is I'm lost here. So. So here's the deal. I want to get rid of the whole idea of user-level preferences for URL shortening. Okay. Okay. Good. That's all. I wanted to hear if you would scream if I said that. No, 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 no. It's not at all. I, I mean, I'm I'm delighted with this. I'm I'm already thinking. Okay, what server am I going to put this on? Right. I'm now almost talk about that. Yeah, right. I'm almost considering setting up. Uh, a separate server just to run this, actually. No, I think that would be overkill, way yeah. overkill. Sure. I mean, um, you can do that at any time, actually. I mean, there's nothing, you know, to to move this to a different server, all you would do is take the... You yeah, know, just, just chain, you just take it out, put it on another server, and then uh, change, just point, the, point to that new right. server. You're right. Configuring the URL shortener.root is a similar sort of thing. You have to give me a domain name to allocate. Okay, in my case, it was um, blork.ly. Right. Okay. You're going to have to have a domain like that. Okay, so start mm-hmm. thinking about that. Oh, you know what I'm going to use? Um, Mybutt.org. Just butt.org. Oh, butt.org. Oh, you yeah. have butt.org. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> because it, it could be really funny, you know, d- depending on what the uh, what the subdomain is. It could, you could wind up with some really interesting things as it goes no, along. No yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be a surprise each time. <coughs> Butt.org. How did you get that one? I registered that must be wow. back in the MTV.com days. That's great. One of those, you know, like, <laughs> I got butt.org. <laughs> well, it's like, <laughs> remember those days? Head.butt.org. Well, do you remember when you had to actually be approved and you'd put in a submission and then you'd have to wait oh. a day or two before, your, before it came through? Really? Yeah, man. Yeah, you couldn't get it. It wasn't like an automatic boot. It wasn't like a registrar these days. You had to send it off to the internic. Oh. And you had to fill out a form. Huh. Yeah, yeah. So did they give you a hard time with this one? No, or? orgs were very easy for some reason. <clears throat> All you had to do is just make up a, a bogus organization name, and I, I could probably look at the record and see uh, what the organization name is that I registered this on. Uh, <laughs> Probably well, like- I have one for like that that I'm going to use here too, but just, you know, I decided to start with one that was already fairly dirty, you know, uh-huh. that had already been used for a lot of other shit, you know. Uh-huh. I, I, you know, I'm just saying, you might want to do the same thing. I mean, but.org is a very special name, you know, and 
you might want to wait until you sort of have a good feel for how this is all going to work out. Uh, on the other hand, you know, broken shortened links are no big deal. You know? I, I, I don't spend a lot of time worrying about them. They only go to Twitter, right? Right. That's that. That's my, how it works in my world. Yeah, I'm assuming you're using the same software, so it works the same for you, right? So everywhere else, they're not shortened URLs. They're just shortened in Twitter. And Twitter doesn't do a very good job of track of the shit. And they sell all that shit. So, in fact, a broken link is, is almost a, a good thing, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I registered butt.org on July 29th, 1997. Wow. It's been around for a while. That's awesome. Dude, it would be great to have a time machine go back and register all the names that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if only. Right? There's a lot of things I'd like to have a time machine for, too, right? Oh, yeah. So, um, let's see. So, you have to give it a domain name, right? That's the configuration process. Mm -hmm. And you have to set a wildcard, I saw. Right. That's correct. You have to point the wildcard. That's what I was trying to remember. You have to point the wildcard at that server, um, and that's it. And then, uh, and then hook it up to your radio installation. And that's done, you know, well, in the OPML editor menu. We've been there many times. And uh, that's it. So. Beautifully simple. Uh, yeah, well, we hope. <laughs> right, and it's working here, so um, I'm kind of, I'm kind of optimistic that we'll be able to get through this without it having to take a whole week to do this corner turn. You know, right? And I, that's the joke on me, right? I thought, oh, warm up project, right? You know, <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's a there week. Ain't no such thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a myth. It doesn't exist. So, you know, this, this, so you're going to release this? Do you think you're going to release it today? Yeah. Cool. Well, I'm going to go out for a walk after we do this and get some fresh air. And yeah, then I'm going to take a look and see if I really, you know, haven't left any huge major, major loose ends here. But uh, yeah, no, I want to get this off my plate and get back to work on the real stuff. And, th and this will, um, just so I'm clear, so uh, every account on my server will be utilizing the shortener automatically, right? Yeah. Okay, good. No matter what, how they've set up their prefs, doesn't matter. Good. I'm ignoring those prefs now, not paying any attention to them. Very cool. Yeah, because, you know, what would it actually get you? That's, the, that's sort of where I, you know, I said, do, do, do I really want to do work to keep this shit working? Because... Most of it broke already anyway, right? Right, right. When Asterix went away, that was, you know, 90% of the functionality died right there. And, you know, so, you know, what am I doing here? So I'm going to replace Adjix with URL shortener.root. Cool, I can do that. I'm a machine. But then give me a scenario whereby, you know, one of my users is going to not be running their own radio, but running their own URL shorter dot root. Right, right, right. <laughs> See, right. that doesn't work. I, why would you do that? I mean, you know, it's like... No, I totally on. agree. I totally agree. If you're going to run one, you should run the other. You know, yeah. that's, that's the idea, is that these will be very much paired. Yeah. I almost thought at one point that I ought to just, like, bake it in, but I decided, nah, because I want to have the flexibility to run this on a different machine. I don't think that the editorial system in the URL should shortener should have to be 
on the same machine. Can I ask a, uh, a an engineering pipe yeah, question? Yeah, of course. That's why we're here. Right. Um, so the wild card, is this because of a limitation with how many uh, C names you can set on Amazon? No, no. Um, it couldn't work any other way. How would it work if it was some other way? You can't, you see, you're anticipating the record that doesn't exist. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Your, th- your brain is, 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 is just skipping over that, assuming that I can equivalence a, um, a domain with a URL. I can't. Right. No, no, I, I understand that the server has to do the, the translation. I understand. Right. I was just thinking. Oh, I could have done it the other way, and then you'd have to wait 40 seconds between the time you, uh, you do the uh, shortening and the time you. Uh, um, so the only reason why I thought that way is um, if sometime in the future people who understand DNS say, oh, we can do it this way or we've, we've figured out how to do this or that or here's an easy way or whatever the, the answer is or isn't, then we'd already have the records associated with our... Well, it would be easy enough to write a script that does that. Okay, and okay, good. The cost would be ridiculous because... I, I, you know, I wouldn't want to sit there and wait forty seconds. Ah, oh, of course, yeah, right. So you we know, have, what I'm saying yep, that forty yep. seconds is deadly. Yeah, it's it okay is for a blork marker. You know, I mean, maybe it's not even okay for that, right? But for a shortened URL, forget it. It's not. It's, it's no, no, that's no good. I, I got it, got it, got. And and you can't like be tweeting stuff out and within that forty second window and stuff breaks and. Sure. Well, then you then you're going to get. Oh no, it's just bad. Okay, it's, no. it's broken. You can't you can't do that. Right. You know, I mean, glitches are, are usually okay when you're setting up websites and everything like that, right? But this is like you know, the URLs get 99 percent of its hits in the in the period when it's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Got yeah, it. You got to make sure that it's really tight at yeah. that moment. Got know? it. Got it. And that's the so that's the reason. And it's you know this is. Yeah. Well, I mean, this, this if is they good, ever yeah. do add that feature to DNS, it's no big deal to then program. I don't think there's any limit on. You asked the question about, you know, do I think there's like, have we come close to the limit that Amazon has? And I've been told absolutely not. There's okay. a, yeah. Good. Well, I like it. I'm, I'm excited. I, 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 yeah, I like the yeah, whole I'm idea. I'm excited. I like it too. I, I mean, mean, I've been using Bitly ever since Adjix broke. Um, and I'm just not happy about that. No, it's a big bummer. It's you know, you, it's sort of like having a low grade fever. You forget it after a while, <laughs> but it's festering. <laughs> but, but it is polluting your whole life. You know. So, do you want to talk about some just just something? Com- and if you feel when I go ahead, just go ahead. Okay, if you want to talk about it offline, that's okay. Just let me know. Um, so. Fine. I'm, no problem. I'm not shy about stuff. Like no, that. I know, but it's uh, it's it's about a way of us doing stuff together. Okay, go ahead. So I'm, uh, and this actually happened. I read a book by a professor in geopolitics and geonomics, F. William Engdahl, and a very interesting book. And um, and I see all of a sudden in my aggregator through a different site. Uh, a new article pops up. I'm like, oh, well, th- so the guy is, I didn't know if he was alive or not. This book was written, you know, 15 years ago. And uh, so oh, the guy's alive and he has, and there's a pointer, thank thank goodness, to his website. And he's, you know, a professor. Um, 
I don't know where, but I look at his website and I'm like so dismayed. I'm like, oh my God, here's a guy who has so much research and experience and writing and stuff to put out there. He has no RSS feed right off the bat. <laughs> you know, just, I mean, this, this site looks like shit, but that doesn't matter. I mean, I can understand how he's trying to convey his information. But then, you know, it's some, some stuff is like Word documents, some is uh, PDF documents. And I'm like, what an incredible market. Yeah. And- Professors, universities. And I'm thinking, there's a business there. Totally. You know, it's like, uh, yeah, no, absolutely agree. And even better than that, there's, it's a business that is, uh, the, the customers are well-funded. There's a lot of money. And wouldn't, it, you, you can change the world. I mean, I, and I'm, now I'm looking around, I'm looking at other professors. And, you know, it's like no one ever thought to build a real tool. Well, that's not true because I think you've built it. No right. one thought to build a real tool that is for information managers in academia or any information manager. And they're just sitting here and I can see them struggling. Yeah. I'm like, wow. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then, I, then I'm immediately like, well, I, you know, is it, do you provide the software and uh, do you want to do support or do you want to do, I think the answer is no. Well, you know, I'm planning, I am hoping to be able to do stuff like that. I mean, I'm not planning on making a business out of it right now. I mean, that's not the thought. <coughs> However, you know, um, well, for I the think f- that everything that you do in academia um, will get launched as a business if it's useful. Right. I mean, that's just the way it works these days. And so what you do is you have your students there and, you know, you, you have a mission Let's really understand what's needed here. And not even specifically about the problem you're talking about, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, but it, it applies to everything. Let's really understand what's needed here. Let's build it. And then let's find the evangelists we need in whatever activity that is who everybody looks to. Right. You know, or maybe not everybody, but is influential enough so that when this person moves, it's understood in a completely different context from what we can provide. Right. And there are definitely natural, there are definitely organizations that are natural um, allies of what we're doing here with outlining. Hell yeah. Right. I mean, IBM, for example, um, you know, I I know a lot about IBM because my father worked at IBM for like about 15 years when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And, um, and this was before I did the outliners. Hmm. <laughs> Excuse me. Listen to me. I'm still sick, as you can tell. Yeah. But um, yeah. And so their their process and outlining it's not a, it's not even a hypothetical because my father went back to IBM after the outliners came out. He was then a college professor. And did consulting work for them and installed outliners all over the fucking organization. Right. Yeah, that was his thing. He was. He said, I'm going to now show you what I was talking about when I worked here. Because he was, you know, he wasn't talking about outliners, but the processes he was talking about, you know, our brains, obviously, you know. Was, right. You know, think about things the same way. And so he was sort of inventing outlining without having it, you know. So IBM is one. Yeah. What is another one? Harvard. 
obviously. Right. Not so much MIT. Um, but yeah, this was what drove me crazy when I was at Harvard because I'm sitting here immersed in a, <coughs> in an environment that even has its name on a style of outlining, right? Yeah. The Harvard outline. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's called that for a reason. And, um, and every aspect of that university, the philosophy of it, you know, it's totally consistent. But you have to find that person. You have to find the guy, you know, or the gal. <laughs> right. Who is, you know, going to make the story work. Well, for the first time in years, I actually was looking at this and actually kind of got excited about a business. Really? Yeah. That's why, that's why I'm bringing it up. No, because you know, everyone... And more specifics, or just is that the level of specifics of it? Um, well, no, the, the, I think the specifics are, to me, um, I, there's a market that is screaming for help without, right. without even knowing they have a problem. Although, you know, this happens over and over again in, in, in the Internet. I mean, Yelp, for example was the answer to, you know, how do we get storefronts for every business that's right, out there? Right, right, every right, Every restaurant, you know? Now, I remember brainstorming this with a few friends, you know, in the 90s in San Francisco. We should go knocking on the doors of these businesses, and we should help them get their websites up. Right. That opportunity's gone, but the one you're talking about's not. Well, that I think that that's what I saw, and, you know... Uh, I'm just looking at this going like, what a revolution. And then, you know, it can spread through every year, new students, you know, this, everyone links in. And particularly if, uh, no idea how in line this is with my thinking. No, I, I well, maybe I'm just kind of waking up to it, Uh, but there's this whole aspect to it that I don't talk about publicly. I don't write about. And, you know, because I'm exploring ideas privately with, you know, with certain in certain contexts, mm-hmm. and you can't talk about these things publicly. No, I understand. I understand. If you do, they can't happen. You know, right? You know, and so. Um, but also the the decentralized nature, because uh, I th- I think the the trap you know the trap is and it's probably people walk into it all the time is you know oh we're going to sell this here's a service and just, you know, click here and then you've got all your stuff. I'm like, I think that's the trap where if you can educate people in the simplicity of running your own shit, yeah, then, then you've got a revolution at the right, in the right place, you know, in, in the, in the educational institutions. Wow. And I'm a guy who dropped out of college after three years, three months. After how much? Three months. Really? Well, um, you still manage to learn a lot. Um, you know, the, the, the university um, would support this. Uh, they, they've got so many problems, you know, just in terms of archiving their, their professors' work. Oh, yeah. Libraries go crazy. Yeah. They've got warehouses full of boxes, you know, from the last 100, 200, 300 years, um, you know, of the whole careers of people that, you know, were important and did important work, right? Yeah, yeah, that just is all formatted in fucked up ways and the software doesn't run it anymore. It's like what you're talking about. It's it's done in a very haphazard way. And and they can't, and they don't want to interfere with what the professors do. 
uh, and, and they couldn't because in almost any university context, the professors are so far more, more powerful than the administrative people that, uh, that they can't. They just, you know, they'll do what they want to do and that's it. And that's the way it should be. Right. You don't want your professors being given orders by anybody. Really. Right. And that's why you want, you need the, the rainmaker to, to, to get to latch on and run with it. Yeah. Mm. Well, yeah. In podcasting, you know, that's what you and I did. I mean, you know, we didn't need anybody else. Tony Khan was a great example, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, yeah. You and I made it possible for Tony Khan to come along. And, you know, then Tony Khan came and all of a sudden, <clears throat> I mean, you could argue why podcasting is valuable today. To me, one of the most important things about it is NPR. everything. Every, that's right. Everything that came from his work, you know. And uh, but that's there's your example. I mean, how long did we wait before we found a Tony Khan? Right. Right. But it couldn't happen until you do. Fascinating. Well, I'm. Yeah, well, it's the same. This is how computers get infected. This is how how they go viral. This is how, you know, it's always been the back door. This is one of those cases, however, where the back, the front door probably won't have too much of a problem with it. Which yeah, is, usually, yeah. and that's a, when PCs went into corporate America in the 80s, you know, that was what the 80s were about, really. And, uh, you know, there was this fight between the IT people, they were called MIS people then, um, <laughs> yeah. MIS people and the users. And, of course, the users won, right? They couldn't control them because the product was too compelling, but they tried. Right. They really did. <laughs> And, and in a way, they did eventually win because IBM helped, you know, turned it over to them because IBM likes them, right? Mm-hmm. So, right? Well, well, I'm thinking the same way. I mean, that's a, you know, the whole thing has to get, it has to be tied up with a lot of ribbons and, and bows. It has to be made very simple. And, you know, and we're getting there. It's getting there, you know. But I think the world outline is the biggest piece of it, you know. Oh, it's 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 huge but you know the river too not to be discounted you know what a, what a boy would i like to uh look at professor engdahl's river you know <laughs> right how awesome would that well, be you know, was, yeah here give you another case i don't know if i've talked with you about this but <clears throat> um i was contacted by a virologist at uh, columbia and uh he wanted to know if there was a way to publish an rss feed and i said sure I know how to publish an RSS feed. And I gave him an account on my server, on, you know, my Radio 2 server. Mm-hmm. And um, his vision is very simple. You know, the problem of virology is very much the same problem that, that the journalism industry has. Because that's, they, they have to be on top of viral outbreaks. So they're watching news, they need rivers, and they need the ability to publish. Right. Because when there's an outbreak, they have to respond. You know, they, they, got, they, got a, they, have, they need syndication. That's right. And, yeah. he, and he figured it out. Huh. Yeah. And, you know, there's your guy, right? That's, that's one right there. <coughs> but the, the biggest one is that, it, that we need to do, I need to do, I feel I need to do, is to reform the tech industry. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. And, I mean, I know it sounds kind of silly to come 
you know, we talk about, you know, virology, but the tech industry is like virology. Hell yeah. And it's, it needs tools too. And, um, and the tools that they're gravitating on is this more serious problem. The tools they're gravitating towards are just they're awful. Blunt scissors <laughs> with rounded edges. Yeah. With, with all kinds of nasty shit on them. Yeah, you can fall on those scissors and they won't kill you. That's not a definition of good scissors. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, uh, I'm so I'm there. I'm like, wow, what an opportunity. Really? Okay. Well, um, I'm yeah, no, it was for the first time. Seriously, Dave, I'm just like, and you know, I'm just like, wow, you know, what a, what an incredible opportunity. You know, it really, it really, really well, is. Yeah, you have a big university sitting right there where you are. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I, uh, strangely enough, I have the most interesting connections into not only UT, but, uh, but other, you know, my, my grandfather was a professor at Harvard. He put himself through Harvard by teaching at Harvard. Hmm. Interesting. And my, my uncle, uh, is just, you know, he's very, very linked into very high level of eliteness. And uh, I actually showed him uh, uh, when I was there this summer. I showed him uh, some outlining. He was like, "Huh." And uh, you know, he's ex CIA, so he he understands the value of oh yeah information. Well, they love that shit. Yeah, and you know, and you can also go back to the the playbook that we had at Living Video Text in the eighties. The the markets that we sold to. I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure it was CIA. I'm sure they were your customers. <laughs> Huge, and it was a total surprise to me. I didn't see it coming. Yeah. Um, when the Mac uh, went big in '86, uh, well, also in '84, um, but it really got big in '86. Uh, I went and gave a talk at the Pentagon Mac Users Group, and huh. uh, they invited me, and they, they you know and they insisted you have to come, and. Um, and what I was, they more or less presented to me. I mean, it wasn't, you know, they wanted to show me what they were doing with my product. <laughs> and there were a couple hundred people in the room. And it was like, you know, if you give us this little feature, we'll be able to, do, you know, I'm taking notes. I'm going, okay, okay, okay. And it was the feature list of the next release of the product. I mean, you know, you know they, wow. what they showed me was we could, like, do the whole install base thing. We could just completely site license to the Pentagon. And, you know, that was the environment in which I sold out because hmm. we, we were just on this curve of growth that was just enormous. Right. And uh, because it hit. And, uh, but yeah, lawyers, uh, doctors. And, and, uh, and you know, uh, lawyers as well. You know, it's like how long and how long, I think up until 19, maybe two, in, into the 2000s, WordPerfect was still the de facto legal platform. Yeah. You know, that's changed since then, but has it really? I'm but they're, not all, sure. they're all seeing computers as production tools. Yeah. That's, that's what, that was the disconnect that, that was why we were oddballs in the tech, tech industry because, well, we didn't see the computers as production tools. Although at, we didn't really achieve enormous sales until we did. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was the, you know, that was sort of the catch 22. I didn't want to do that, but if I wanted to make money, I had to do that. Mm-hmm. And so I did it. You know, I would do it again too. I mean, you know, you take victory on whatever terms is offered to you. You don't sit back and wait, you know, until you get it on the terms you wanted. But, um, but you can, you won't find 
you know, um, it's like blogging, you know, it's, uh, blogging is not going to be something that everybody does. It's not going to be something that 20% of the people do. <coughs> Same thing. Same thing with this is this software, the outlining software is for people who are aware of how they think. That's the right. key thing. If right. you have an awareness of how you think, then you will understand the value of this. However, most people are not. Right, but that's that's okay because I'm not interested in most people anymore. Right, exactly. I mean, <laughs> I mean, if everybody did it, I would be interested in them. But I'm, you know, I'm interested in the people who who are going to do great things. You yeah, know? yeah, and and that's necessary. You have to have this idea, otherwise, you can't make an investment in that process until you have an awareness of how you do it. You know? Right. <laughs> And so those are the people. So you look at the, and then you look at the professions where the work product is intellectual. And those are the people. Yeah. That, that's who you sell to. Yeah. So when you go to professors, yeah, absolutely. It's really, really condensed. Now, I'm lucky in the sense that at this point in my life, I don't have to worry about you know, making a big pile of money. I can do more or less what I want to do um, and go for the maximum, you know, thrill, which for me would be, you know, having a major impact on the process of the process. See, I'm like trying to do it at the next level, right? Mm -hmm. It's not just enough that I understand how I think. I have to figure out how everybody else does. Right. So, and then make tools that make that work better. And, you know, so, and, and then leave behind a generation of people who are going to continue to develop that, you know. So that's the point in my life at age 56. That's what I'm thinking about. Right. It's like, you know, what can we do to set something up that's sustainable, you know, that grows on its own, you know? Well, I think, uh, I think you're well underway. We're, we're, we're doing yeah. this together. Yeah. yeah. No, well, I, and I, I really, you know, the, the world outline and, you know, cause I, it's just the way this hits me is I'm like, you know, I'm a big fan of this guy now, you know, and I have, you know, it's, it's only been the past couple of years that I've really gotten into other interests than where I was at. And <clears throat> what was his name again? Engdahl, E-N-G-D-A-H-L. Now, why did you mention him? I don't remember. Uh, I read a book called uh, A Century of War, Anglo-American Oil Politics and the New World Order. Uh, and he's oh, written to his site. That's what you said. You went to his site yeah. and you were going, oh, and you, know, you were expecting something really with his shit together. Well, and- <laughs> I was expecting to be able to follow him. And actually, right. uh, so the, uh, I, don't, I won't even look at a... Uh, to find an RSS button, I'll just hit my subscribe in River and see if it can auto-discover. Yeah. And then if it doesn't do that, I'll do a view source. Right. And I must say now, all of a sudden, I do see, now that I'm looking at the site, he does have an RSS button. But it, the site's a mess, you know, and and he's publishing documents as PDFs. And, uh, and I'm like, oh, this is not the way to go, you know, because what can I do with this? You know, and he's got... He's got audio files that aren't a podcast. I mean, there's just so much stuff that is, I'm almost like, hey, I'm a fan of this guy's work, and I'm so happy to see that he's writing stuff and I can follow him. 
you know, I almost want to say, let me set this up for you so that you can like publish so that at least I can enjoy <laughs> using it and hooking into it and helping you redistribute it and all this other stuff. What, you know, what school is he at? You, you said it before, but I don't remember. I'm sorry? What school is he at? I don't even know. I can't even find his bio. Oh, okay. Is that bad? But I, but he's German. Um, okay. Well, then, you know, the way you... Okay, good. Good. I understand it's a use case is what you're talking it, that's about. All, it's all it is. It's a use case, but one that opened my eyes and I said, well, surely I can't be the only person that is thinking this, and surely this guy's got to have some level of frustration. And then I was just, then my, my mind was just on a tear. I'm like, wow. You know, of course, some, nothing new to you, but to me it was just like, oh, my God, what an incredible market. You can actually influence the world. You know, you can you can teach professors how to run this stuff, which should just be a part of every you know, every grant, every endowment, every whatever it is. Anything professors get or do should have their own infrastructure so that they can run it. You know, and and then have the undergrad learn, and then it, you know, then the virality starts from there and just goes on and on and on and on. And as you said, the front door probably wouldn't mind. No, not today. Not so much. Yeah. So. Well, it's also, yeah. There's one more thing that I'd like to say about this is that um, if they don't do something like this in academia, Mm -hmm. pretty pretty decent chance academia is going to turn into an empty shell. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) It's really serious. It's about as serious as we're, you know, journalism was a few years ago right yeah yeah I mean, no, they're I, I under agree. a lot of pressure right now <clears throat> I and agree. they're not coping with it very well no. <laughs> so <laughs> so anyway my business brain got activated that's that's well, basically that's what i'm saying my business brain went which has been pretty dormant by design went ah huh that was that was it Ooh. So, 45 minutes, how do we do it? No. <laughs> well, if you're listen- if, you know, somebody were editing this shit, it would be a little bit shorter. But <laughs> no, why bother? If you're listening to this podcast right now and you're in academia, you should, yeah. should check this out. There's, there's something going on here. Okay. We have a history yeah. of something going on. Attaboy. boy. <laughs> Okay, so enjoy your walk. Thank you. And, I will. And, and we'll have some software for you later today. Yeah, and whenever whenever you release, you know I'll be on it. I'll be installing it and getting it running. Can't wait. Awesome. Okay, thanks. Okay, Dave. Talk to you soon. <laughs> mm-hmm. Bye.